Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COB is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Good afternoon. This is the COB. My name's Carl Rodder with Danny and Kuyo. Danny, it's great to see you there. And um, well, another day of gains. How good's that? I know. It's very exciting. Uh, nobody can complain when we have such great green on screen. Looks like the ASX 200 has closed up almost 80, just over 87 points, 1.23%. And the SIBO 200, almost 1.2%. So almost closing up at the highs of the day after, of course, that inflation read, which we have been chatting about all day. Indeed. And um, maybe that's a great segue to get straight into the three themes because, well, I think the uh, discussion, at least in the Twitter sphere, is about uh, which number we should actually focus on when it comes yes. to the CPI figures because clearly the headline number fell quite considerably. Um, but, you know, I was even talking, we had the great privilege, actually, of speaking uh, with the ABS uh, uh, after the, uh, the event itself and, um, well, I mean, the whole point that uh, was made there is that, yeah, okay, we've got the headline number coming down to 5.6%, uh, but that number, uh, the inflation figure, X volatile items was 6.4, which hasn't come down that much. Yep. It's still very elevated. Yep. And it would suggest maybe, as I can say, uh, put there, uh, a little bit sticky. So yep. it'll be fascinating to see how markets respond to this over the next few days, especially heading into that RBA decision next week. Yeah, I don't know if it means too much, but it's interesting watching the Australian dollar, which yeah. sold off by about 0.8% earlier on on after the reading came out and it's currently down about 0.58 spot 35 or 0.6%. So just in terms of how that is actually responding and I had an interesting chat with Capital Economics and they're actually calling um, for the four spot eight five Yes. Uh, rate. So three more. Cash hikes. rate. Yeah, three. So really the only the second commentator out there, Christopher Joy's been talking about yep. it as well, using the ABS Freedom of Information, information that had come out from the RBA. So I think as, as much as there are many questions that were answered, as many questions have been raised. Indeed, and it does go to that kind of question as to whether we will see rates higher for longer. Yes. Um, I put that in there because it probably dovetails into that last point as well, which um, I tongue-in-cheek have called the, uh, the four horsemen who are speaking tonight, the uh, G4 central bankers and oh, panel right. uh, in So this Portugal. is when Powell is speaking tonight, is uh, Yeah, uh, Powell, Lagarde, uh, Ueda. Um, and, and the um, Bank of England. Yeah, I can't believe it's... Slip my mind. Yes, I can't remember his name no, either. That time of the day, isn't it? Uh, anyway, um, that is this evening. Hopefully and not the whole... four. The whole, was it the four horsemen in the apocalypse? Yeah, that's that's the illusion. <laughs> yeah, the economic apocalypse. Uh, Andrew Bailey. I can't believe I forgot that. I feel like a real dumb dumb. But anyway, um, the reason why that's relevant is that we do have them gathering, um, major central bankers gathering in Sintra. In Sintra, which lovely place. Apparently so. We'll take your word for it. Um, but the message that uh, Madame Lagarde delivered last night was that rates are going to have to go higher in Europe and they're going to have to stay higher for longer. That mm. is that narrative coming through. Again, we'll see if that starts to play out in the coming days as we approach this RBA decision next week, which, as you said before, markets seem to be pricing out the prospect of a hike. Yep. But uh, why? So that's uh, that's sort of the theme of the day. Um, 
But let's get to actually maybe the sectors of the day because yep. everything was up. But um, I think retailers were one that really absolutely for so the eyes. consumer discretionaries. Um, my data that I've got here up about two point one percent. And look look at a stock like Levisa that was really mm. being sold off so heavily on the back of the narrative, and we've seen a five percent bounce. Uh, I wrote about that a couple of weeks ago. I'm not surprised at all. Mm. I mean, it just shows you how tightly wound some of these share prices are in not only the discretionary retailers but also the property stocks and if there is ever an an indication that uh, you know we have reached the top of the hiking cycle well these share price moves yeah are just really indicative of that I'm not saying that we are at the top far from it but you know why not get in there and you know push the prices up a little bit maybe some short covering and Harvey Norman having that interesting information drop today Yes, and we will get to that in a moment too, because that's arguably the biggest corporate news for the day. But um, also real estate, you just mentioned that, so um, we can just uh, breathe through those potentially. But up for um, a a second straight day, uh, or at the very least, because obviously led the market higher yesterday, and banks also performing well. Yes, absolutely. Banks, yeah, it was pretty much across the board. The only one that didn't really participate was utilities today, which is probably because, you know, they're so defensive. Yeah, well, let's let's hope so, and often that's just a, a good sign in and of itself. Uh, if you see a little bit of weakness coming through there. But um, uh, some corporate news of the day. Uh, one high flyer was Ramsey. Some Absolutely. M&A activity there, They divested actually. their Syme Derby Hospital um, or something like that up in... Let's just have a quick look. Okay. I was reading earlier on. Um, yeah, it's exploring the sale of his Asian joint venture with its partner, Syme Derby, um, which is a large Malaysian company or division. Yeah, so... Um, they would, yeah, basically the contribution from the business for the nine month to March was 16.2 million. Well, clearly the market are liking, I suppose, them trying to streamline some of their assets. Yeah, indeed. Uh, perhaps uh, deploy capital a little bit more effectively somewhere else, somewhere down the line. Yep. Um, but anyway, up by 5%, as you just noted, Danny. Um, and let's get to Harvey Norman now, because that was um, maybe a peculiar response in the market, <laughs> just because. Well, it was a downgrade effectively. Yeah. Um, and, well, we know the story because we've been telling it for several weeks now. Yeah. A, a weaker consumer, um, interest rate hikes biting. Um, again, all very familiar stories. But um, for whatever reason, I don't know if it's just airing the, the, the dirty laundry and, and uh, investors feeling fine with the outlook because, well, the stock was up by 5.5% by the end of the day's trade. Indeed. And maybe the, the laundry wasn't as dirty as some thought. Indeed. Actually, I, uh, there's a... <laughs> or it was the cleanest shirt in the laundry. Perhaps. Perhaps. <laughs> um, no, I did... Uh, there's, a, there's a scrappy young commentator out there by the name of uh, Rudy Philippek van Dyke who yes. said that... Um, the uh, share price was down from about four dollars and sixty cents from, from twelve months ago. So, yeah. um, you know, maybe the only only way from here is up, perhaps. And it goes to the point you were making before that maybe we can start looking over the other side of the valley. Well, you've just got to, at some point, some of these share prices are really discounting a lot of bad news. Mm. And that's what people forget is that, you know, when they get heavily sold off in the end of the world, the narrative is so negative um, that it is discounted and doesn't take that much for them to actually move off the bottom. Indeed. Well, Harvey Norman was our stock of the day. We had Henry Jennings from Marcus today and Andrew Violent from DP Wealth Advisory with David Koch giving us their view on Harvey Norman. there's other retailers that have been really smacked. Uh, Premier Investments yep. uh, is one. 
Uh, I guess La Visa is another one that yeah. has been well and truly uh, hit very hard. So that there's a number of retails, Universal Stores as well, uh, that's been hit hard. So if you're looking around for bargains in the retail space, looking at beyond the horizon, I guess uh, there are probably ones that interest me more than Harvey Norman. Right. I are kicking along today. It takes a little bit of pressure off the RBA for next month, but still I think there's probably two more rate rises coming and we've probably just delayed the oh. inevitable. Uh, but look, I'll take a relief rally. That's great. Um, and then if we're talking about Harvey Norman specifically, I think Henry's summed it up pretty well. It's been really well run for, for, for Jerry and, and his family. Um, but in the context of sort of that... <coughs> Uh, transparency piece it's probably a bit harder to get a, a read on and um, yeah I mean again I don't need to labor that point so from my point of view Henry spot on there's plenty of um, quality retailers about you know I don't mind JB Hi-Fi either certainly Levisa's in there in the mix but uh, Harvey Norman probably wouldn't be uh, in my top three retailers Okay, so fairly mixed there, I, I guess it would be fair to say, um, yep. on, on Harvey Norman. But, um, well, I mean, if there's one company that seems to always, um, I suppose, surprise or at least, um, you know, prove, prove resilient, it is often Harvey Norman. So, Indeed. Um, always seems to sort of fight the naysayers. It was a very ho- heavily shorted stock up until recently anyway. Oh, interesting. Yeah, okay. at, least, at least this was before the pandemic. It often doesn't feel, though, that quality retailer does it in terms of, you know, I think uh, some some other people prefer, let's say, a Nick Scarly if you right. want that type of Something exposure. Premium. Yes. Yeah. Maybe. You want to show what having on? I'm not saying that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, uh, let's get to our guest for the next 10 minutes or so, and it's Will Simes from Macro Capital. Uh, Will, thanks for uh, dropping by. I really appreciate it. Uh, what are, Do you guys have a view at the moment in the retail space? Anything you like, dislike? I think with the entire sector, as kind of other people have been noting, it's not really an area that we want to have a whole lot of exposure to at the moment. Uh, retailers do tend to be the first victims of that kind of recessionary environment, um, which most people are tipping that we head into, whether that has the same impact for equities or not, particularly with some of the data out of the US and obviously our CPI data today. Um, still probably not an area that we want a whole lot of exposure in right now. Um, I think some of the rallies in the retailers today was potentially, they've also been hit very hard over the last six, 12 months, uh, maybe a little bit of tax time selling as well recently, and potentially people kind of buying back that position to have in their portfolio. Yeah. It's kind of buoyed the uh, kind of retail market a little bit more so today. Interesting. Uh, Sorry, no, 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 you go. Oh no, I was just going to use that to, to sort of jump into the, the re- uh, sorry the um, CPI print because of mm. course um, very significant when it comes to rates policy equities more broadly retail as well. So I mean, how did you interpret that, especially the impact on the market? Yeah, well, look, obviously the forecast was only six point one percent last month. Was six point eight percent came in well below both uh, at five point six percent, and a large part of that was attributable to the decrease in petrol prices. Uh, but I think. I think we need to look past probably the headline figure um, and look to the CPIX volatile items, um, which obviously didn't decrease nearly as much. Um, and I think a lot of the headline figures attributable to um, kind of base impacts rather than disinflation. Um, so the last month, um, X volatile items was 6.5% versus the 6.4% this month. Um, so still kind of trending the right direction, um, but nowhere near as fast as the kind of headline figure would suggest. Um, so I think that uh, we're probably uh, likely to still see kind of rate hikes. I think NAB at the moment is tipping about a 4.6% uh, mm. terminal rate. Um, 
But yeah, I think the whole um, thematic that everyone's been talking about, the rates higher for longer, uh, is something that we're likely to, to continue to see. Yeah, it's almost like um, this reading, the May reading, has been a nice convenient sort of trigger or excuse for people to say, oh, well, let's put some more money into the market just before, you know, financial year end. Yeah, I think that um, we obviously had a very big rally um, two weeks ago where we did 3.5% across the week and then the following week gave it all up. And I think it's okay to pretty much ignore the majority of that um, kind of movement up and down as kind of superfluous um, noise. But I think the rally that we've had this week has a little bit more kind of material value mm-hmm. behind it. Uh, we had some positive US data out last night. Mm. The CPI figures domestically are trending the right direction. Um, maybe starting to um, get a little bit more data that indicates it might be a softer landing than what we, people were originally uh, anticipating. I think um, it's been one of the longest talked about recessions ever. <laughs> I think people are getting a little bit of uh, recession fatigue and kind of starting to filter a little bit more money uh, back into the market again. Interesting. So you see some green shoots there potentially. Yeah, look, we're still cautious and still reasonably defensively positioned, um, but have been putting a little bit more capital um, slowly back into the market, um, starting with kind of buying the market initially. I talked about VAS and STW last week. Uh, we actually opted for Gear, um, which is a beta mm-hmm. shares ETF, um, leveraged 2.4 times. Um, and basically, um, we think that their margin loan rate isn't nearly as high as what you or I would get if we went and applied for a margin loan. And so we're still likely to get a pretty reasonable dividend out of them uh, when they go active on Monday um, and get, kind of gives us the broader market diversified exposure. Um, so still cautious, but kind of gradually reallocating some capital back in. Interesting. And uh, obviously a few days before the end of the year. So. Uh, it's uh, perhaps a nice way to, to, to begin the new financial year when it rolls around. But um, Will, really appreciate your time. Thank you. As always, Will Sides here from Macro Capital. Okay, well, let's uh, jump across the leaders in the laggards, shall we? And uh, well, let's start with the leaders as we always do. Um, okay, Star. let's see oh. what's happening there. Yes, exactly. What is going on there? Imogen, brain chip. Yeah, Collins Star Foods, Zero um, Resources. What have we got? I'm just wondering, are those, they, yeah, I suppose they're not small caps, are they? No. Uh, no, actually, uh, yeah, that's interesting, actually. Let's just uh, verify isn't, isn't, that just in case we've. Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure there. that that's, yeah. Oh, actually, no, no looks, that's looks, all uh, good. pretty consistent with what I can see here. So, zero resources, uh, at least on the, the ASX, is 9% higher. Um, obviously, with, with um, what we've got here, it's it's not quite that. But nevertheless, I can't find anything on Star Entertainment, though, interesting. Well, enough. a couple of days ago, there was an agreement um, that. Uh, it's, it's actually, you know what, this is actually just really kind of quite developing news, uh, the, really, over the, the last. Grand Mirage. Yeah, that dropped at 316 from what I can tell. So it's up 10.2%. Uh, yeah, because it's going to, to sell the Sheraton Grand Mirage That was on the 26th report. I've got the company reported that. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Oh, okay. uh, maybe the market just woke up. I don't know. I don't That's know. a bit strange. It is interesting. I actually didn't even know they owned that one. Neither did I. Mm. Well, there you go. Okay, well, we'll try and... Um, Put a line under that one and see if we can get a, yeah. a better reason for it at, uh, at some point. But Collins Foods still rallying after their update, their results yesterday, which is interesting. So clearly some people... Oh, no, that wasn't Collins Food, was that uh, Collins it was Food? two days ago yesterday, yeah. Kentucky they reported Fried? this week. Yeah, Kentucky Fried, yeah. Yeah, that, that was yesterday. We talked a lot about that. Yeah, we, oh, was it yesterday? Time yeah. flies, you know. <laughs> Exactly. You had me querying whether or not I had the I right company. Yeah. I, thought it was, uh, I, thought, I, I thought it was Thursday for most of that day, to be perfectly <laughs> honest, so wishful thinking. But anyway, yeah. let's move on to the laggards. Um, there we go. Bigger cheese. Uh, that Downgrade. was down. 
upgraded. Yes, yeah. indeed. Uh, so, yeah, no, I don't think I saw anything there necessarily. Capricorn metals. I'm like, oh, we did put the moss on that thing. Yes, we definitely did. Yeah, yeah as I said, a couple of brokers really like that one. Mm. Uh, John's Ling continuing to come under selling pressure and also Linus. Indeed. Okay, and let's get to the small cap names now because this is always fun. Um, let's see. Overture Health. Um, that was actually a stock that Carl Capolingo had discussed quite extensively. He likes it right. uh, up 13.7% today. Um, in fact, was there some news there? I think there was actually on, on Vatura. Um, what was it? Because it was in uh, it was in our stock watch earlier in the day. Um, I can't seem to grab it there. Just uh, off, off the top of you. things. That's no, okay. You, you take a look at that. Uh, Betmakers Tech. Um, that was another uh, sort of thematic that we did have today. Um, just I think maybe more around points bet holdings. Um, a little bit of a knock on, a, on effect right. of, of that news potentially. Um, anyway, we'll, we'll push on to the laggards now when it comes to the small caps. And uh, again, nothing that I can really see. Anything that jumps off uh, for you there? Again, no, uh, none at all. Yeah. And uh, Vitura Health, no, nothing actually announced today. So I don't know, maybe, I don't know. Yeah. Those small caps, sometimes they just have a life of their own, don't they? They move. When they move, they move. Um, okay, let's get to what's coming up in the next 24 hours. Uh, starting off with the night. Uh, that's awesome foursome. I've got another name for them as well. <laughs> um, live in Sintra, they'll be uh, delivering a panel discussion. So yep. maybe delivering all their best hits. I'm not too sure. We'll see how the market <laughs> responds. Uh, US credit matrice as well is right. probably the only other thing on the calendar that might be of some interest, at least yep. for punters out there that like to, to play with when the oil When are they meant to be refilling all their reserves? Um, I'm not too sure exactly. Yeah. Um, we can, I suppose, expand on that um, in the next Another couple of time. days. But, yep. um, but I don't know, well, typically they start filling things up below 70, don't they? I'm not too sure. Yep. Um, but let's get to tomorrow because actually there's an absolute deluge of companies going ex-div. Um, I don't know if it's a time of the year kind of thing. You'd know better than me than about that kind of stuff, but there's probably about a dozen going into Isn't it the, um, I'm just going to have a quick look, isn't it the uh, property, the REITs, are they going ex-div? Oh, you'll be able to tell me in about two seconds, I'm sure, because this is where I got the information. Wow, it is. Yeah, so a whole lot of the REITs are all going um, ex-dividend tomorrow. So if you own any of the REITs and you're wondering why the share prices might be correcting, also Transurban is in there, Waypoint, uh, yeah, yeah. So okay. there you go. There's a lot um, going on there. Uh, yep. Australian retail sales as well. And in fact, we'll have the ABS back in Beyond Jarvis. We'll cool. be discussing uh, that That'll figure. be interesting. It will be. Um, again, it goes right back to where Lots we were. Lots of sales. Yes. Well, we... Um, I mean, we are at end of financial year, but they did start really, really early this year. Well, um, well, it's a bit like we were talking about with Martin Crabb a few days ago, where everyone's sort of getting caught up in these sort of nominal figures. But, you know, when you adjust for inflation yeah, and things like that. Yeah, it's not good. Um, and you won't get the volume tomorrow. This will be just the nominal figure month yeah. on month. So you'll, it, it might be, um, I think it's for, for a flat um, flat growth over the right. month. That was a forecast, if, if I'm not mistaken. But anyway, a few things to look forward to. And indeed, if you're uh, a central bank wonk, it's a bit too late for me tonight. I think this I think it's at 11:30 p.m. that uh, <laughs> the panel will be. I'm not. I'm not that game, but um, we might. You can have watch a, few. a rerun later on. Yeah, the, the best of the highlights in the morning. Exactly, or yeah. just see if markets have crashed. Whether they've really, uh, you know, been uber hawkish. Yeah, exactly, and uh, well, yeah, earn the name. Uh, of uh, the, the, the fourth, uh, four horsemen, perhaps. But anyway, we may as well wrap things up there because we're jibber-jabbering on. But uh, remember, you can catch up on all the latest news and interviews on our website app and app plenty of, uh, well, analysis around the equity market today as well as those CPI figures. But otherwise, have a fantastic evening. We will see you tomorrow morning.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. <laughs> 